Sports Day SA, David Wildey and Dan Menzel. Time now to speak with AFL Nation and former Power Slash Demons, Jimmy Tumpus for Tire Power. A winter safety sale now on 25% off equivalent. Four for three on selected Falcon Tires, Tire Power. Get your free five-minute safety check. Well, Jimmy called the game with us too. He saw the Crows and he saw the young defenders of the Adelaide Crows and had a nice win on the weekend too and he joins us now. Jimmy, how are you? Good, thanks, Wilds. How are you, mate? I'm going very well. Pretty solid performance, wasn't it? wasn't a great game. They played the Gold Coast, a must-win. They did what they needed to do, and uh, maybe we worried about the, the young Crows' defence, but all in all, they stood up pretty well. Yeah, we spoke about them pre-game with Malira essentially being, and him just essentially being their most experienced two players. And, yeah, their, their defence held up really well. Um, Kimbo kept reiterating the point of, of Jimmy Borlace on his debut game, and, and he started really, really well with eight touches in that first quarter. And, he was a bit knackered after that, but no, nah, you're right. They they just got what they, what they needed to do to get done. And, and I think the first quarter was quite an attractive style of football and then Gold Coast turned into a bit of a slog post that. So um, Crows are a game out. They're, they're looking pretty good at the moment. It's amazing. They, they talk about how poor the recruiting is for Adelaide. Suddenly they've got depth. The young kids come in defence, uh, Nan Curvis and Worrell Borley. So who would have thought that? Uh, and, and the lads that, you know, even some that played all year. Hinge has been yeah. uh, doubted before. Though, you know, I think you've got to take out off to some of the recruiting because it's standing up at the moment. I completely agree. I was actually walking post-game and I saw Dean Brogan. We were talking about, where's Jimmy Ball Ace been all year? Uh, and you could you know, put a blanket over a couple of those people, uh, a couple of those boys. And, and you reiterated Mitch Hinge, who was outstanding and, and got my three votes on the weekend. He was by far and away the best player on, on the ground. So, yeah, Reedy might need some credit for that one. He's copped it over the last couple of years, but I think he's done well with a few of those younger guys. Yeah, and Tump, I think the other thing that probably stands up is the Adelaide form in the Sandful. Uh, there's guys that we haven't mentioned in Crouch, in Keane, in Schoenberg, mentioned Warrell and Borlace on the weekend. Um, for those that haven't been watching the Sandful, these guys have been playing some outstanding footy, not just the last month, but all season. Yeah, I 100% Dan, and we probably got first uh, look at that a couple of weeks ago when they absolutely touched us up in the in the sample. And um, yeah, they're 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 players that were playing in the sample sort of between that 22, 23 years old and 26. They have just been playing some really really consistent football. Elliot Himmelberg's another one who who has been playing some great football and and probably very unlucky. To, to not get a game um, in saying that. He's probably behind. Still thought Walker and Fogarty, who all deserve their spots in the AFL side. So, yeah, they've got some really senior uh, players ready to go. And, and like we said, very unlucky not to be playing regular AFL football. Talking about Taylor Walker, they say one-trick pony, but they weren't. I think you gave Fogarty a vote or right up there on the weekend as one of his best games for quite a while. And he, he looked like he was running on top of the ground, a big, strong body, big presence, kicked a couple of goals, and I uh, thought he played well. Yeah, he, I think he just missed out on my votes. I think I had to get Sam Flanders in there for the one vote. But I think in hindsight, Fogg was well and truly deserved of, <laughs> of, of that one vote behind Crouch and um, Inji. Yeah, Fogg was great. He's back to sort of that big presence. He's an absolute brute of a kid. Um, and I wouldn't want to get in front of him as, as he's leading out. So, no, he was, he was really, really good. Some of his contests, particularly early, were really strong for the growth. So before we move on to the power on the weekend, uh, for Crows fans out there, Jimmy, do you see the Crows making the top eight this year? Uh, oh, it's line ball. I, mean, I, did, uh, I, did, I did a bit of a ladder predict uh, um, yesterday as I was sitting on the couch just 
watching results unfold that were unlikely. Oh, I'm gonna, so where'd, I where'd they you have them in, then? Mate. I reckon they might sneak in. I, I think they finished around seventh or eighth for mine, but I mean, yep. I, I am probably a little bit biased because I like the boys. So um, I, I'll get them sneaking in. Hey, we might have the same ladder predictor because I've got them finishing eighth as well uh, at the end of the home and away season. But let's get on to the power. Your former club took on my former club on the weekend. The Geelong Cats got the job done over the power by two goals. Uh, Port Adelaide, four losses on the trot now. Is it uh, alarm signs and uh, really concerning down there at Alberton? I I wouldn't have thought so. Um, I mean, four losses is an ideal at any point of the year and particularly leading into the finals. I think... Kane, um, Kane Corns reiterated a point around that. That's probably a loss that you'd take in regards to having two laid outs um, with illness, a couple of guys falling down later in the week with injury, um, going up against Geelong, who don't lose two in a row at home, uh, and they go down by a couple of kicks, and they were sort of well within it, um, up to their eyeballs late in the game. So I don't think it's panic stations just yet. Um, they'll get a couple of boys back, you would have thought, this, this week. But, I mean, yeah, you have a starting midfield of, of Butters, Rosie and Horn Francis in the form they're in. You're going to be in most games, I would have thought. Yeah, I didn't think Geelong were that good. I mean, they're nowhere near last year watching Geelong. Um, their midfield certainly um, way down. We saw Butters and uh, Rosie absolutely, and even Horn Francis, you know, play so well. But they need Lysette. I, I think for Port to go forward, I still think they can probably finish second. But... Um, they need Lysett back then. If Mackenzie's out, you know, a key, key backman as well. It's going to be tough, isn't it? Get the finals. I honestly think it's who's got the least injury. See Harrison Petty go down for, for Melbourne. Um, Dacos all of a sudden might not play again this year. Murphy's out. Collingwood had a great run with injury. But it's going to come down to that. Who can keep the men on the park? Yeah, it's a war of attrition at the moment. I mean, Trent McKenzie's probably underrated how important he is for Port Adelaide. They like keeping him really deep in defence uh, and play on a Tom Hawkins out of the goal square, um, that, that type of player. So he, he's going to be a big loss. I don't know the extent of his injury just yet, but I think TJ, Tom Jonas, held up really well. He's obviously had his uh, critics and, and um, it's been a really challenging year for, for him. So I thought he held up quite well. You get a lead back next week. So, yeah, it's a good point you make, Will. So a lot of injuries over the weekend. But, yeah, Port, Port, Port is certainly good enough to be top two. They certainly are, but they have a very tricky last three weeks that they have to navigate. GWS at home this week, who up until the weekend had won seven on the trot. They got Freo away and Richmond at home. So, I mean, do you have them in your ladder predictor? Did you have them in the top two? I can't see them getting in the top two, to be honest, unless they probably go all three from them. Yeah, they got to go. I can't remember who Brisbane and Melbourne have. Well, I've got it for you, Jim. So Melbourne has Carlton, Hawthorne, and Sydney, uh, and Brisbane has Adelaide at home, Collingwood away, and St Kilda at home. So you'd feel like those teams would probably get at least two of those three, which would mean Port would need all three. Yeah, yeah. Brisbane's look pretty rough. Melbourne should get their three done. Yeah, and I think they're about fourteen or sixteen percent down in percentage yes. as well. So, yeah, it's going to be... That's probably going to be... That might end up being a deciding factor for them. I think being top two, particularly this year with some interstate teams in there, it's going to be critical to be there. So, yeah, it's 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 going to... Yeah, they've got their work cut out for them. It's amazing. Collingwood um, looked invincible a couple of weeks ago. They have a couple of losses, but Dacos is a, is a massive loss for them. Um, it's going to be interesting how they go. They've got a, a tricky draw too coming home. So they've gone from... Well on top, to they want to hold under first or second, they probably will. But 
once again, it comes back to that injury and, and to see Dacos is disappointing. Probably would have been the favourite for the Brownlow. Now, maybe it gives it open as a door for, for Bontempelli or even Petrarca. But, yeah, as I said, it's just so crucial, Jimmy, isn't it, keeping him in on deck? Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's funny how, you know, footy changes so quickly. Two weeks ago, no one could get near Collingwood and now... Everyone's picking holes in them and gaps in them and, and, and calling out their weaknesses. So uh, things can turn around really, really quickly. Port, Collingwood have a win this weekend and who knows what we're all saying from there. But, yeah, the Brownlow one's interesting. You named you know those top three in regards to Dacos and Bont and, and Christian Petrarca. But Zach Butters is, is going to be there yeah. and thereabouts. I think midway through the season, he his name is getting thrown about to win a lot of the awards now. And, you know, Nick misses the next three weeks and, and won't poll on the weekend. I think Zach, if he finishes strong, he'll be right there with them. Yeah, I think Rosie might cut his lunch. I want to ask Dan and yourself, Carlton, someone out of the, the so-called top four, they're the form team too. and They've got five or six decent players to come back in and, and they're on top of the ground as well. So maybe Michael Voss and the Blues could be the surprise package come come uh, September. It certainly looks that way, Woods. I mean, um, yeah. they, they take on Melbourne this week, Tump, so it's uh, it's a massive game for them. But you mentioned that they're playing as good a footy as anyone with a few numbers come back in. Um, geez, it'd be incredible for the Carlton fans over on Ligon Street over there in Melbourne, sure. Jimmy, if they were up and about come finals time. <laughs> they will be very, very excited. I've got, uh, very excited. I've got some very close mates who are Carlton supporters in Melbourne and, and the lid is completely off for them, as it was <laughs> at the start of last year. And, it got slammed back on, but it's well and truly off. I actually watched that game in its entirety, and they were actually really impressive post-half time. They were they looked absolutely gone, and to have that resolve, Paddy Dow was excellent. Um, to have that resolve to come back against St Kilda, who are you know got a lot to play for as well, that was really impressive. So no, I wouldn't count them out at all. Anyone else, Daniel? You think might make a charge? We mentioned the Giants. Um, they're, they're around the mark. Western Bulldogs are the one that I never really know what you're going to get. No, I think the thing is, you mentioned GWS is playing some great footy as well, and the Bulldogs is that sort of team. They did it back in 2016. They, they get a run on, and it's amazing what can happen. So it's it's still a pretty open year because of the points you both have made around the injuries. If teams get injuries to their key position players, uh, it's going to make it tough, and it makes it pretty open because, again, you can get a team slide in even around eighth position with Geelong or the Giants, and, and they can do some damage. Yeah, I'm really bullish on the Giants. I don't know why. I'm, I definitely tipped them against Sydney last week and uh, on the weekend, sorry, and Sydney obviously got them done. But I, I really like them. I think they're really exciting to watch. You mentioned Bulldogs as well. Worlds, the six or seven teams that could easily, you could easily match case that could go all the way. So, yeah, the next seven weeks are going to be bloody exciting. Adam Kingsley almost could be contender for the coach of the year if they can finish be. fifth or yep. sixth. Where no one had him in the eight. Um, they lose players year after year, but they played solid footy, and uh, I've been really impressed with his coach Kingsley. Yeah, I, I am as well. I think some of the videos that were thrown around social media um, from the Giants early on, just the way he commands the group and demands respect. Oh, I love listening to him talk, and um, yeah, they're exciting. They're really exciting teams. Just one quick one, Dacos. Um, he's been tagged. He was allowed to run free pretty well for the first. 15, 16 rounds and absolutely blitzed him. He's had a couple of guys do a, a really good job on him. And uh, I think he's going to have to get used to that for the next 10 years. So it certainly makes a difference. If you've got someone sitting in your back pocket. 
Yeah, uh, I, I remember. It, it, and again, it probably depends on who that tagger is. Obviously, Tim McGuinness got Josh Kelly done a few weeks ago, and then he gets a job on Nick Dacos and, and obviously gets that but that tick there, but we saw a number of teams try and tag Nick Dacos throughout the year and, and Fly consistently talks about his work rate and how fit he is. So you've got to be body fit to go with him. Um, but yeah, he's going to have to deal with it. He's so damaging. And I think if the club doesn't you know, put someone to him like Finn McGuinness does, they'll probably, you know, it might be a team or collective effort to knock into him where they can or try and push him to where he doesn't want to go. So yeah, he, you're right though, Wills. He's going to have to get used to that. And just quickly, your boys done, are the Eagles? No chance? Uh, we're still a chance, mathematically. Still a chance. Uh, we got <laughs> a solid... We got a, we, we got a big yeah. game against North Adelaide. We got our, we got our work cut out for us. It's going to be tough. Don't, don't get me wrong. But mathematically, we're still a chance. North Adelaide, who are going okay this weekend, and you, know, you got the top of the team, top of the table, um, Glenelg the following week. So, yeah, we're, we're optimistic. We just try particularly with Sheeds making a call of, of it, it being his last year. I think we just want to try and enjoy the next three weeks and whatever happens will happen. Well done. Kimbo and I gave you votes on the weekend. Good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Jimmy. You two, you two look after me. Jimmy Tumpas there. Thank him for his time. And, uh, yeah, did a great job on the, the special comments too.